You're with Julian on the Brown Oak Movie Review time on the day that Johnny Depp lost his court case in the UK to Amber Heard. I might do a little bit on that towards the end of the review. Uh, City of Lies, a film that came out with a hugely problematic release a couple of years ago, if it finally got released. Um, Now, this was an oddity because the director, Brad Furman, I've got a lot of time for. He did the McConaughey vehicle, The Lincoln Lawyer, which is one of my favourite of those. um, It's a much better film than The Firm. It's one of my favourite of those uh, high-class lawyer, modern lawyer dramas um, with a bit of sort of humour thrown in. I thought it was a really good effort. And he also did The Infiltrator, which is a a very underappreciated film with a superb Brian Cranston performance. And he starred as a real-life agent there was an accountant that infiltrated Pablo Escobar and the Panamanian uh, Noriega money connection and brought the whole thing crashing to the ground. Um, and that's, that's a really good film, so I'm surprised this didn't get more kudos. But if you have a look at the release, um, in August 2018, the film was pulled from the schedule due to reportedly due to an ongoing lawsuit involving Johnny Depp and the film's location manager. Uh, In August 23rd, reports surfaced that Depp's legal trouble was used as a scapegoat, and the film, in fact, may be being suppressed by the Los Angeles Police Department, uh, who are implicated in the film or other various players who don't want the film released. Um, And at the end of the month, another lawsuit was filed by Bank Lumi for owed millions in unpaid guarantees, causing the film to be pulled from release uh, it received its premiere when it was screened out of competition at the Noir Festival uh, and received a limited release in Italy in January 2019 and since then has just been on Blu-ray, so it never actually made the cinemas globally at all. Uh, considering it's got two big-name stars and a pretty big-name director, it would seem something's gone on here. Uh, it stars Johnny Depp as um, the LAPD investigative uh, detective Russell Paul and he's a real life guy he actually was involved in breaking open the Rampart scandal now the Rampart scandal is uh, the biggest controversy to befall the LAPD and the main guy if I can find his name I'm not sure if I will I've forgotten it off the top of my head but the guy that, that was the cop who was caught, implicated, and then ratted out all of his compadres, um, is a character that Denzel Washington's Training Day character was based on. And that was based on the Rampart corruption scandal as well. And he's offsided. He's a, he's a cop that invest, he broke the Rampart scandal open. And he also investigated the death of Biggie Smalls, a notorious B.I.G., Uh, and left the LAPD in disgust and sort of maintained a private detective agency and was involved in sort of over the years still focusing on who killed Tupac and Biggie. And uh, a lot of the thoughts about who did that seem to go back to members of the Los Angeles Police Department who were heavily involved, particularly in the death of Biggie Smalls and were particularly heavily involved in the Death Row Records who were Suge Knight's record label, started by him and Dr. Dre, who also quit in disgust at the thuggish gangland tactics of Suge Knight. And many of these people were members of the Bloods criminal street gang, including a number of LAPD 
officers uh, who, who ended up getting busted. And he basically says that it was these guys who worked as security for death row who ended up killing Biggie Smalls uh, in retribution for the death of Tupac. Uh, another thing that is completely muddied as to who was responsible for it. Likely that it was in part um, P. Diddy. Uh, that seems to be the most credible scenario, but no one's ever been charged really with any of these deaths. So Forrest Whitaker joins us as, I think, an amalgam of journalists, and he basically wrote stories about it at the time, winning awards, and has since come to believe that his take on why who shot Biggie was a complete fabrication that uh, he was um, hoodwinked into believing. He goes after Johnny Depp's long-retired Robert Russell Paul to try and get him to tell him who did it. And we start with the famous incident, uh, an incredulous moment, where there's a guy at traffic lights, a white guy in a beaten-up car, and a very large black gentleman pulls up alongside him in a brand-new sort of SUV $100,000 car, and he verbals the white guy, and it turns into a verbal altercation, and the guy in the expensive SUV starts chasing him through the streets, allegedly, and according to witnesses, throwing gang signs at the guy. Eventually, he corners him, he corners him twice, uh, and the guy drives off once, and he calls him, corners him again and pulls out a gun, and the white guy shoots him first and kills him. The incredible part, they were both police. One was an undercover police officer who'd been undercover for three years, the white guy, and the black guy was an LAPD officer, and he was later found out to be up to his neck in death row records and also some highly suspicious fraudulent activity. But in the wake of the Rodney King murder in LA, a black cop being shot by a white cop after a, an argument proved to be a very, very dangerous thing for the LAPD. And he went all the way to court and the white cop basically insisted on going to court. And on the day of the trial, the LAPD, uh, Johnny Cochran was representing the family of the deceased black officer. The guy that got, um, I can't remember what his name is now. The cannot, if it doesn't fit, you cannot quit or something like that. The, um, oh, what's his name? Anyway. He, he was a high-profile lawyer who got many people off or got massive uh, financial uh, victories for people. He was looking for $25 million for the black officer. On the day of the trial, LAPD settled the case for $250,000, 1% of what he was asking. And just to make it go away, but also to stop the white cop testifying and because all of the testimony supported him. And the judge even said, if you'd have gone to trial, I would have awarded everything to the white cop. Uh, and it seemed to be that there was an enormous amount of corruption going on. Now, it's a, this film might have had a, a very truncated release, but watching it, um, it isn't a masterpiece. It's, uh, it's a slightly odd feeling film, almost like when they were making it, they weren't quite sure of themselves. Johnny Depp is excellent. Johnny Depp as Russell Paul is a standout of the show. Uh, he was a it's a really good performance as this world-weary detective that got sucked into this vortex of corruption and, and sort of spat out the other side but has never let go of it. Forrest Whitaker I've often had problems with. He's a potentially brilliant Oscar-worthy actor, as you saw in his portrayal of uh, Idi Amin in The King of Scotland. 
Often he's used in really low rent fare where I don't think that he gives very good performances. So he's a very up and down actor for me. He's totally good here. He's very credible as a journalist. Um, Rafael Perez is the um, actual LAPD officer that started the Rampart scandal. And he was the one that Denzel Washington's character in Training Day was based on. There is... It's, it's a very interesting film. Why the LAPD would want to shut this down when most of this has been in books already? Uh, there's not really any new conjecture here. I've, I've certainly read most of the conspiracy theories that are portrayed in this film. Um, and most of them are credible. Most of them are the most credible verdicts of what happened. Uh, and the, the things that the film sort of posits that I found interesting is that the LAPD desperately didn't want the Defro Records angle pursued because any evidence that LAPD officers were responsible for Biggie Smalls would have resulted in a $100 million payout and bankrupted the entire department. So it's been in their interest to make sure this stays muddy and they have particularly left the investigation open to ensure that access to a lot of the files are redacted or at least confidential because it's an open investigation many years after and they're not investigating it at all. But they don't want to draw a line under it and have people sniffing around. So that's very credible. The most interesting thing I thought the film posited was that Rafael Perez, the guy that turned on the LAPD and revealed the whole Rampart department was corrupt, may have been doing it as a smokescreen to hide him and his compadres who were LAPD but working for Defro Records. And that that was really the story here, um, that these corrupt officers worked for Suge Knight as criminals um, and instead focused on accusing just about everyone in his department. I noticed there was something like 70 police were accused, only about 20 were properly investigated. And in the end, I think there was only something like four to seven convictions so it's possible that that was the real story. Um, but as a film, it, it methodically places everything in order and actually makes things more confused. It's a confusing run of events, what happened. There's a bank robbery, there are the two rappers that get killed, and there are a number of other, and there's the road rage incident, which just beggars belief. They all need to be methodically put together in a documentary for you to understand the timeline and the way that each thing impacted on the other. And this does that very credibly, but I found myself more confused. Like I didn't really follow it. It's got quite a flat atmosphere to it as well. Um, things just kind of, it's almost like a very low rent version of Spotlight. Uh, there's a lot of credible fact gathering in it. But I didn't find that it made sense to me and I didn't find that I left the film being more aware of what happened but less aware. Um, like I said, Depp's performance is excellent. He, he shows a really good performance and quite an interesting character. Uh, and Forrest Ritter is good as well. Um, everyone else is kind of on the margins. They're the only two characters that really stand out. Um, there we see people like Rafael Perez and uh, Frank Ligo, Shea Wiggum. He's great. He's excellent. He's all. I've always liked him in films. He's the guy in Out of Sight, the George Clooney, Jennifer Lopez, who's the, um, for want of a better word, dipshit guy that um, has the beard and is a bit of a hippie and smokes a joint and gets everyone arrested. He's great in every film I've seen him in, and he's really good here because he's in, in a terrible situation as a white cop who's killed a black cop after the LA riots. 
but who's done absolutely nothing wrong. Incidentally, he was actually sacked for racism a couple of years ago, like 15, 20 years after the event, for saying some things at a conference that were deemed to be racist. He's just recently got the boot from the LAPD. Um, so it's a very inconsequential film about a very interesting subject. I would have preferred it to have delivered its narrative a bit better, and I don't. I think the writing here is a little bit at fault um, because the screenplay is it's almost one note all the way through, and I found myself struggling in my head to keep track of who was doing what to who and how that fitted chronologically into the events. And like I said, I ended the film not really any of the wiser. So. It's a vaguely inconsequential film. There's nothing that's bad about it. Um, it's worth a watch, uh, and it throws up some interesting points about the corruption scandal, um, and it's got two decent leads. It's just very inconsequential. So I'm going to give City of Lies a 6 out of 10, and this is the instrumental track, the wonderful instrumental track from the Flaming Lips American Head, When We Die, When We're High. <laughs> 